Hello, welcome to Artsman on Sin Nation with Christian and Maria. Um, so we're just going to go to our next interview now, which is with uh, Jennifer Lloyd Leland, talking to us about falling in, about the show, falling in love again. <laughs> Gosh, it's always a hilarious thing to say that. Um, thanks so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Thank you very much. We could talk about falling in love again, but that's a whole other subject. <laughs> I know. But yes, but yes, I'm about to head to um, to Australia on a tour of my show, and uh, falling in love again is a it's a beautiful show um, where I play the role of Malena Dietrich. Now, some of your listeners might not know about her, but she was a massive movie star in the 30s. And right through, and the 40s, and then she sort of had the second half of her life performing as a singer um, in Vegas and around the world, including Australia. And wow. uh, and so yeah, so this show is about 23 of her songs, ranging from about 1928 to 1955. But um, don't let that don't just think that um, just because they're from those those times that they're not songs that you might know because you, there's a whole lot of classic standards there and there, just but done in a really unique way. Yeah, so what influenced you to do a show on her specifically? Well, yeah, many years ago I was asked to play her in a um, in the theatrical production of a play called Marlena. And um, we did that show, and in that show I sang about six songs, and I spent so long researching her that I really didn't want to to let the character go and um, and I'd had a really great time playing it because she's an incredible woman. If anyone even does just a little bit of nosing around on Google, you'll see what a life she's had and um, and what an extremely cool person she was. And so I, um, I got together with my musical director and um, we started putting the show together. We spent about 15 months uh, because the reason... The reason each song takes so long to do and, you know, that you want to take care in putting it together so that it's all just really, um, you know, really on the mark and, and gets her personality is that she had a particular voice. I mean, she's German, so she had a German accent. Uh, and the way she sings a song is like nobody else does a song. And I really wanted to capture every little nuance of that. So, um, yeah, my musical director and I sort of sat down watching old 1963 concerts in, in, in Sydney and black and white videos and, um, you know, really getting to grips with how she puts the song across. Oh, wow. Um, do yeah. You, yeah, do, do you feel like, uh, well, at the moment now, do you feel like you've really come to kind of come as close to emulating that unique voice as you possibly can? Because you're very much... Yes, I think, her, yeah. I think I... Yeah, I, I, I do, I think I have. I've paid a lot of attention to it, and um, we've been doing the show for quite a long time. So I travel with my, my pianist, uh, Grant Winterburn, and the bass player, Aaron Cadell. So we're a tight little trio, and we've been playing together for so long now that we, we can, you know, practically preempt each other and <laughs> feel each other's, you know, every every move and breath, um, which, is, which is great. Um, and also, I think that, you know, I've spent... A, sort of 36 years on the stage and I feel confident with walking out there in front of an audience with the same kind of confidence that she had you know she she was a real icon and I hope that in the show well people tell me in the show that they really pick up on that on her um you know her, her particular what her extraordinary sense of self uh, do you feel like a connection to her in some ways it's not like I've remotely lived her the same life as her. I mean, I've, 
I, I have been in a theatrical community, and, and, and that's what she was, for, especially for her early years. So I, I understand the life of the actor. Um, but, you know, she, she had experiences that I'll never have, like, you know, going to the performing for the troops in World War Two and going to the front and being in all the horrible places because she felt it was her duty. And she completely spurned the Nazis and, and Germany and ended up taking uh, American citizenship. She just, you know, couldn't bear what was happening over there. And she did a lot of humanitarian work and, and you know, looked after many of her friends who were, who were trying to escape the rise of Nazism there, a lot of her Jewish friends. So she was a, a really great, uh, you know... Uh, a face from home in America for those people who had to escape. And, and also advocated for them to get U.S. citizenship and probably where some of the, you know, the greatest, what we think of as American composers come from, she would have helped get in the country. Oh, wow. Do you, yeah. Do you, um, do you remember when when you actually first saw her? Like, what, which film it was in or which um, performance? Well, I think I'd been sort of vaguely aware of her um, over the years, but of course she, she's not even my generation, you know. She's a oh. generation before me that people know. But, um, so I was sort of aware of her as one of the, you know, one of the greatest Hollywood stars that there were. But it wasn't until I started working on the play and I delved into this bag of goodies that a friend of mine gave me, which he called the Marlena bag, and it had, had, had recordings and biographies and films and documentaries and everything in it. And once I started finding out about it, I thought, what an amazing woman. And um, so, and you know, you have to put a lot of work into when you're playing somebody who is actually real, you know, you've really got to make it good. So I wanted to do a good job, and I didn't want to parody her, and I didn't want to just mimic her. I really wanted to understand where she was coming from. So, you know, I think the, the research has all paid off. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah, when you say you don't want to just mimic her, you mean yeah, you don't want to just pick up on certain mannerisms or certain kind of quirks? And oh, just yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and mm. there are real mannerisms that she has. I mean, <laughs> one of them is her funny way of saying the the letter R, she doesn't say around the ragged rock, she'll go around the ragged rock. And if you don't get that, you really don't get a voice. It's not just about sort of, oh, we're just talking a low German voice. You know, it's not, yeah. not, not that at all. Um, it's literally analysing everything she does with the song, but also seeing what she does with it emotionally, you know, as, a, as an actor. And, and that's, that's the challenge. Because mm. people really, you, know, you want people to feel the story and the world of every song in the world of that of that particular character she's playing in every song she sings. So that's, you know, that's my challenge as the actor is to take the audience there in the same way that she did. Yeah, and how do you um, find playing someone who plays people themselves? Like, you know, um, having, you know, portraying someone who, you know, through their career has worn many masks? Um, well, I, I, I love it. Um, I do feel a responsibility, and I think that's a good thing, so I don't take it lightly. You know, I'd like to think that, you know, she would approve of the show. Uh, I mean, I've worn many masks in my life, um, but that's, you know, that's our work, that's what we do, and then you take it off and you just go back to you know, normal life, and then you put another mask on. I mean, that's the, the wonderful thing about being an actor is that you get a lot of change in your life. You know, you get a lot of different experiences. You, nothing is ever normal for very long because you're about to plunge into a whole new world. 
and yeah. and that's what keeps things exciting, and it does keep you young, you know. And I, um, Marlena was performing right up till seventy five. She did her last show in Australia in seventy five, nineteen seventy five, and um, so she was seventy four years old then. So you know, she was still going around the world doing her thing, and I love that. And I, you know, I think if you've, you've still got it, and the moment she'd walk on the stage, she was that icon and had this audience from many, you know, that had loved her for many years. So she brought all of that onto the stage. Um, and even just thinking about that that word, like icon and iconic, which, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's sort of thrown around a lot now, but, like, what what do you think it, it truly means, especially for um, Melena Dietrich? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question because I do get it. I think it gets thrown around unnecessarily hmm. sometimes these days. Yeah. But I think no one would argue with her being an icon. She was, well, for a start, she was a... Um, you know, the, the movies that she was doing were extraordinary back in the 30s. Uh, she was, she had a particular sense of style. She, she also really walked the talk. She, she wasn't so, um, she didn't put herself in such a protected and sort of rarefied existence. She, she went and did the work that she felt most passionate about and I'm talking in particular about her going to the war and, and you know, performing for the troops. She she wasn't um, afraid of getting her hands dirty and being in the horrible places. Uh, she didn't expect to be coddled. Um, so these two quite different sides of her, you know, the, the beautiful, enigmatic movie star and the person who was going to, you know, be bumping along in a, in a jeep in the mud going... A, you know, a few miles from the German front, you know, um, because she she felt that she couldn't not do that stuff. So I have a huge admiration for her. And, and you know, she got some pretty extraordinary medals of French Legion, Legion of Honour and the Freedom Medal from... Oh, that was from the French and the, um, and the uh, Medal of Honour from... Um, medal of Freedom from the United States. Uh, and then she... The fact that she had the sort of third part of her career, if you think the movies and then the war and then this, these whole Vegas and beyond years, that she still brought that same incredible image onto the stage when she walked out. So those, all of those reasons and more, that's why I think she's an icon. And you look at her photos, I mean, wow, incredible. <laughs> mm. um, do, you, do you sometimes wish that she was more... Um, I know at the very start of, of this interview said that she might not be as well-known to our, our listeners, um, certainly not as, you know, I don't know, someone like Judy Garland or Marilyn Monroe, if you were doing a show about them, that might be a, a name for kind of the, the scene audience. But do, do, you, do you ever wish that she was kind of more known for, um, yeah, some kind of young, yeah, younger yeah. people, I guess? I, well, it's really interesting you say that because a young man contacted me contacted me and he is 17 years old and he's the biggest Marlena Dietrich fan mm. and he's going to travel to see the show in Australia and um, he, he lives in Australia and he is completely and utterly thrilled because he's never going to get to see her in real life and he's mm. really thrilled to be able to go along and listen to these songs. Now I'm not saying you have to be a fan of hers to, <laughs> to come to the show yeah. and what has struck me, which was the most surprising thing because you go oh well perhaps it's an older audience that comes but I have had some extraordinary experiences where maybe half the audience might not even know who she is 
but through the show and what we do in the show, they absolutely pick up on on her personality and on her iconic nature. And um, I can tell you one story in particular, which was really extraordinary, and it was quite a few years ago. We'd finished the show, and I don't know what magic was in the room that night, but literally I could have sort of, you know, lifted a little, little finger and the audience would have been in the palm of my hand. But after the show finished, they just wouldn't stop clapping and they wouldn't stop clapping and they had to come back and take another call, curtain call. Anyway, I finally got off stage. And when I came back down to, into the venue and, um, you know, dressed back as me, as Jennifer, because I completely perform as Marlena. I don't take a bow as Jennifer. I take a bow as Marlena. Wow. Anyway, I had this sort of group of young men who were, I can only describe it as sort of awestruck by the whole experience, who, again, they weren't, I wouldn't say necessarily my Lena Dietrich fans, but something about the show had absolutely got them. They were little, literally sitting at my feet, no ball. I mean, it was quite an amazing experience. And I thought, oh, well, that is a little, that's a, you know, a taste of what it must have been like for her. So something was working that night. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> it was really, it was really amazing. I've never forgotten. It was one of those magic nights in the theatre, and I thought, wow, you know, they were almost crying. Wow. And and I do get, you know, I do get people saying, look, my grandmother courted to that song, or I've heard this song on my, you know, parents' recordings, and then <laughs> some people would just say, look, I felt like you were just singing. To me and me alone. So wow. that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really, honestly, it's such a privilege to sing these songs. It's really, it's been a beautiful show to do over the years. And the great thing is, we don't do it um, so much. It's not like we're doing it, you know, all the time. We just do dotted tours here and there. And um, so it keeps it really, it's really fresh. But I also think the show is probably better than it's ever been, which is great because we're coming to Australia. Hooray! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um. Yes, and just to finish up, can, can you quickly run us through um, the, the dates and where exactly we'll be playing um, over the, the season in Australia? Oh, okay, right. Now I'm, I'm hastily going to the dates that I don't get anything wrong. Um, but we arrive into Melbourne, and we're at the Melbourne Recital Centre on the 1st of August. Uh, we're doing two shows there. And then we go to Frankston Art Centre on the 2nd of August. Then we go to Bendigo. Uh, to the Ulambara Theatre on the 3rd of August. Then we're in Parramatta, the Riverside Theatre, on the 5th of August. And in Orange, at the Orange Civic Centre on the 7th of August. And then we're back in Sydney at the Glen Street Theatre from the 9th to the 12th of August. So I think if you just put Falling in Love Again, um, book tickets, Australia, something, you'll get that. But I think mostly they are through... Yeah, through those separate venues, or they're on ticker. Oh, there we go. I hope that you've got that detail there. Um, um, oh, we do, yeah. It looks like it's best to look up the venue website for, for all of those. Um, yeah. So Otherwise, so they can also have a good nosy around my website, which is jenniferwardleland.com, and um, that's Leland, L-E-A, like New Zealand, <laughs> jenniferwardleland.com, and, um, and there's a link there to be able to buy tickets. Oh, perfect. Um, well, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Was any, anything else you wanted to say about the show or about anything else you might be doing uh, at the moment? Just, just that it's, it, it's exquisitely glamorous. I do have a 
you know, a pretty, pretty amazing gown. That's all I'm saying. And it, yeah, it's a very, it's a very glamorous and beautiful show. And I hope that we get some of your your young listeners along too, because um, it won't be like many other shows they've seen. That'd be lovely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me, and, and um, thanks to your listeners for, for hanging in there and listening to this, <laughs> and uh, look forward to seeing some of you at the show. Nice. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. All, all the best. Okay, kia ora. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jennifer. All right. Um, so we're just going to head to our, to another song. You're listening to Arts Bidden on Tunisian with Christian and Maria, and we were just chatting to Jennifer Ward-Leland about Falling in Love Again, the show.